Welcome to the podcast. Really good one this week. Uh, one of the first guys in New York to really be nice to me uh, was Mark Barron. And, uh, I, I mean, like, of, of note. One of the first notable comics to treat me better than they had to was Mark Barron. So I love Mark, and I'm always happy to have him on. I thought you were going to say, like, one of the first, one of the forefathers of comedy podcasting and one of the first. I didn't realize you were going to go with just one of the first people to be nice to me. That's, it, yeah, because that's what I think of when I think of Mark. Like, I mean, obviously we had, he would, he's a tremendous podcaster and he's a great interviewer. He's a brilliant comic. But I just love him because, hey, when Mark didn't have to be nice to me, he was really nice to me, treated me well. So yeah. I love him. He's a good dude. Yeah. I love having him in. He could talk about anything. He's talked to so many people. He's a... Uh, He's a fascinating guy. He's got a new special on HBO Max right now from bleak to dark. Uh, you can watch it. Enjoy Mark Marin if you enjoy the show. Listen every morning on SiriusXM Channel 103 or on the app. You can go to SiriusXM.com slash Jim and Sam to get three free months or just enjoy Mark Marin. Mark Marin, of course, uh, the bleak to dark. The new HBO special premieres Saturday at 10 p.m. On HBO and HBO Max. What's going on, man? How are well, you? you? You're all grown up. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, buddy. When did that happen? You look like yeah. you're a grown oh, you haven't man. seen the hair. You have not seen <laughs> you that. You have not seen that. No, okay. big... Not seen the eyes sort of dimming. No, yeah, the hope. <laughs> Hope kind of gone. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah. Good for you. Welcome aboard. Yeah, you do, right? You want to know that, like, when you see that that youthful spirit, that'll expire. Yeah, that'll and be finally. Yeah, we're all waiting for yeah. that. It took a long time, didn't it? Isn't it nice to see, though, when it goes? <laughs> when, he, when, when they just break yeah. and it's over? Yeah, he's finished and he knows he's finished. Yeah. This is it for you. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> How you doing, Jim? I was I'm worried. Good, I was concerned about you. Why? I don't know. I hadn't seen you in a while. Oh, no. I'm, I'm good, man. I'm really good, actually. I saw good. Voss at the, at the store last week. He was in L.A. And I'm like, how's Jim doing? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and he's lying because he does know, but he doesn't like when it's about anybody but him. That's, is that that's what it is? Of course it is. He knows. I talked to him recently. He knows I'm doing great. Oh, good. I, I don't know was the shortest form of conversation. Yes, yeah, so we can get it back to him. Get back yeah, to, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he seemed all right. I didn't see him in a long time. Whenever, whenever people show up out there, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. How are you? You know, it was great. It was good to see him. I saw your face. I didn't see the movie yet. The, the, the where this woman was just nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I yeah. saw you. I was like, folks, happy for you. I didn't, I didn't heard of that film. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Until after I did it. No, I mean, it, it was a weird thing. I, I did that thing during COVID, and um, it was like peak COVID. I was sad. It was weird. And I wasn't going to do it. And you never know with those things. But I figure it was funny because, you know, this guy, this director, he's bother, he just keeps bothering me, to my agent or my manager. We want him to do it. We want him to do it. And I read the script. I'm like, you get any, there's a million guys that could do this. Yeah. Why me? You know, I'm just this sad Jew, you know, sitting at home. You know, you, you need a Texan guy. And then, you know, he somehow enlists uh, Chelsea Handler to reach out from to me, and she's friends with him, and she, she says, you got to talk to this guy. And I got on the phone with him. He's like, I really want you, and I like your show, and this and that. I'm like, all right, shit, okay. And I said, I don't know about the accent. You know, they want me to do It's a Texan guy. Yeah. So when I, well, you've been through this kind of stuff. When I, when I took the job, I'm like, well, if I'm going to do acting at all, I might as well do it, figure it out, you know, try to, you know, do the accent. Right. So, you know, I, I got a dialect coach and we, we think she's like, we're going to go with Lubbock. And I'm like, great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. But she's basically the easiest of Texan accents, if there's one. And it's funny, but, but no one ever laughs at this. And I've said it a million times because to me it was just so fucking funny. Like, uh, 
she she sends me these videos. She sends me the phonetic and pronunciations of words, you know, that, so I can use when I'm, I'm talking. And then she sends me a video of these two links. She says, this is a good example of the Lubbock accent. And they're just like videos of Mac Davis, you know, oh, like yeah. in, his, in his 70s doing interviews for like, not even TV interviews. Just yeah. these weird, and I'm like, this is the only example? <laughs> Old Mac Davis? Mac Davis was awesome. He was great. Yeah. I mean, I remember my uh, my dad had the eight tracks when I was a yep. kid of him singing. He was in North Dallas 40s. Funny guy. Right. You're right. He's a good actor. When they couldn't get the Cowboys names, they call it that. What was the, the name? North Dallas 40. Yeah. North, yeah. I don't remember what the name of the, the it was a good movie. Nick but Nolte, anyways, right? Yeah. yeah. Nick Nolte. So I did it and I did, you know, and I did somebody that wasn't me. And I'm just, I was just fortunate that the, uh, the best thing about what's happening for Andrea getting nominated for an Oscar is that I didn't suck. Right. No, you were like, good. I saw the trailer for it or whatever. You were really good. I was like, fuck, Marin is it, like, you seemed legitimately Southern. It wasn't, it didn't oh, seem good. put on at all. Good. Yeah. Because like there's one, it's, it's terrible when you, you do something and it was okay. And you're like, yeah, no one's going to see that. But this is one of those things right. where I'm okay with it. And I, yeah. I felt proud of it. And, and now it's getting some intention and good. You know, I'm glad she deserves it. Do you yeah. like watching yourself? Not usually. I mean, uh, it, but it's really about pudginess. And, you know, oh, the look, yeah. <laughs> it's never, yeah, it's, it's like, rarely performance. Like, yeah. It's aesthetic. <laughs> usually. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, like the last special I did, you know, I'm like, wait, why, why? I'm fucking 59. I can't figure out what to wear. Like, I'm, <laughs> like I'm, I'm the last special. I'm like, what is that vest? Why, why did anyone let me do that? I bought it. I wore it on tele and on a special. Yeah, I, I can't fucking put it on. I, I never know. put it on again. I look back at things too. I'm like, I don't know what I was thinking. I guess it's a little time capsule to your mind in that moment, and then it's just it, it's different now. It's the only way to look at it without but going crazy. But over and over, I did it. Yeah, and like over and like I like I think on this special. I, you know, I, I, I did all right, but like I, I bought, ugh, fuck it, man. I go, <laughs> go ahead. I get, I go, okay, so I get a colonoscopy two and a half weeks ago. It's fine. Good. You know, they, they took a thing off, whatever. It was so funny that, you know, you, have you had them? Yes. I mean, I mean I, you pay for it for the doctor. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm glad you made that correction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you knew what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, there was a Russian girl pissed on me right after. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a professional. You get, <laughs> I did it once, I think, just so I wanted to do it, just to get, like, to check, just to check. Well, that was the funny thing is I'm getting one, right? And, you know, I'd had one eight years ago. I was supposed to do it every eight years. And this guy, a friend of mine, goes, you should get the endoscopy, too. Yeah, you know, which is down yeah, the throat, throat, right? So, because uh, I didn't realize you do it at the same place. I think they clean the thing. Yeah. Or <laughs> just go in the proper order. Yeah. <laughs> which one are you doing first? Yeah. <laughs> but I said to the doc, I said, look, can I just get the endoscopy too? He's like, oh, you want endoscopy? He says, I can't, like, you know, uh, you didn't get a referral for that, but I can do it. I'm like, yeah, why not do it? I'm here. And he's sure. like, why not? And then he, he turns to a, a nurse assistant and goes, we're doing a double. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> you changed the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, it's smart. Get him because you're, you're knocked out for it, right? I think you're knocked out. Yeah, for totally. It. Yeah. Well, that's the point. So I uh, about clothes is that uh, you know I get the 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 juice. I get knocked out. My buddy Jerry Jerry Stahl picks me up in Beverly Hills at this the surgery center. You know those those places are crazy because they don't do them at hospitals. You do it at these surgery yeah. centers, and they're doing nine different things in there. There's like different people around. Like the the last colonoscopy I had was at a different surgery center, and I swear to God, I was like, how many people? People are in this place because even this one, the doc says to me, "Do you mind if uh, I'm training an assistant? Can she come in?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. How, yeah. You want to charge for tickets for the double?" So, uh, but the last time I was there, I swear to God, as I was drifting out on anesthesia, I swear to God, a guy came in with a bag and says, "I got John's lunch. Who's lunch?" <laughs> like, what? 
<laughs> but anyway, so Jerry picks me up. I'm loopy, you know, because you're kind of buzzed. And it's a oh, freebie. Yeah. I'm sober guy. Sure. So we go get something to eat. And right across the street is John Varvados, the store. And I, I don't know if I hallucinated this at the time, but I went in there and I said, I'm going to buy a suit. I'm going to be on The Tonight Show. Why not buy a suit? I, I don't spend money on anything. So I bought a suit and velvet pants. <laughs> And so, and I thought, like, did I dream this? And I got home and I bought them. I bought both of them. Velvet I, pants. Velvet pants. I, yeah. And I've made a velvet mistake before. There's a footage of me on Conan with a, a, Nehru, a velvet Nehru jacket and leather pants. And I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. But this time, I like I, that you just keep trying. Like well, there's so good, many, like but that's no, this point. is going to be my thing now. Well, oh, why or just would I? like I look good in this. I'm 59. <laughs> I'm standing there with uh, with velvet pants, <laughs> looking in a mirror, thinking like I can do this. That I can, works. I can, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, so I bought this suit, and you know I, I'm going to wear it tomorrow. So I think it's going to have another one for the file of uh, mistakes I made on television. We'll see. Are you cool being 59? At 54, sometimes I am, and sometimes I'm not. Mm. What choice do I have? Well, I mean, what am I going to yeah, do? Like, end it. I want this to stop. <laughs> do you like? Is it easy for you? Like, I, I oh. have uh, days where I'm like, yeah, I'm 54, and I'm great with being 54. And the other days, like, what the fuck, man? What? Oh, is it mental? Is yeah, not yeah, physical. Just, no, physical, no, no, physical. Right? I'm okay, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I I find that I'm I'm giving less less and less of a shit about about things. You know, that yeah. used to bother me, or I used to think, or were making me crazy. I I feel like I'm okay. Like I really am okay because I I see an end to it all. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Sure. God. Someone asked me, like, because of the nature of this special, they're like, "Do you have Do you have any hope for anything?" I said, "Well, I still think there's hope that I'm going to get out of this world before it gets really fucking bad." Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think I might get out under the wire. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like when you're young, you want to, you think that like, oh, it's it's all it's all ending, and I'm part of that last generation, and yeah. and then you get older, and you're like, I don't think. Yeah, I think they might be. Yeah, but I'll probably be gone. Yeah, I, I did all right. Yeah. I, I've almost done everything I wanted to do. And, yeah, but I'm terrified of death. But I yeah. mean, I don't. I I'm not like sort of like I'm 59, because you know I don't know. It's a weird thing. You, you know, uh, I'm holding up. Yeah. You know, I think it's fortunate that I never had uh, children uh, in that. I think they wear you down and make you fat and yeah. you, you kind of surrender something. Not that I have anything against it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I think it makes a difference in, in sort of like why I'm even why I even have an audience at all. I'm a weird old man that thinks too much and I'm aggravated about things and it's sort of timeless. Right. Whereas if I was just up there, you know, talking about my wife and kids all day long, it'd be a very different audience, probably a bigger audience. Yeah. But, but I'm important <laughs> to the people that like me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. Yeah. And I love that the podcast, is, well, did you just do comics at first for a yeah, while and yeah. then it just expanded into anybody you kind of think is interesting? Well, you kind of run out uh, of the guys, right? Right. And, and most of the people I was sort of booking on my own. But I still do comics. I did, you know, I did an interview with Wayne Brady last week. Oh, okay. And it was it was deep, man. Yeah. I mean, it's heavy, dude. Like you know, you know, being that guy, beating the brunt of jokes for yes. that long. It'd be a very talented guy. Yeah. And it really wore on him, and it, like, and he's got the depression. It, it was like it was heavy, man. Yeah. Did Chappelle change things for him at all when he had him in that uh, sketch? What well, made him feel better? Yeah. I mean, what's he going to change for him? The guy makes a billion dollars. He's, you know, hosting a goddamn game show. It's not like he's on the street. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think it gave him some credibility, and it was sort of a, 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 a kind of a corrective. It was the right thing for Chappelle to do. I think he felt bad, genuinely bad. Why had he fucked with him? Well, no, they just, they made a joke. Mooney did a joke about, you know, referring to Wayne Brady, and it got back to, uh, through Donnell, that it, it kind of hurt 
you know uh, Wayne's feelings or pissed him off. And when Dave heard that, he's like, "Well, fuck, you know, let's yeah, let's have him do this thing." And that thing was pretty funny. It was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it did. I, I think it helped the spirits. And it helped him give him a little, you know, uh, respect. Right. Yeah, but it did change. I don't know if it changed his career. He's not being booked as that guy in movies now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it didn't exactly <laughs> launch him as a bad guy in movies. <laughs> I uh, I really enjoyed a podcast you did with uh, a while back with Orny Adams. Dude, that when was, you, like, so good. Just because... you bringing him in to be like, hey, I've been a shithead to you forever. What do yeah. you think of that? Yeah. <laughs> like, it... Well, I mean, it's like... I have. Yeah. And and oddly after the podcast, I still kinda am. <laughs> but there's That's but there's true. but it's a different angle to it. You you know what I mean? We it's on the table. Yeah. And you can you know, it's better to be able to approach him with like, Oh Christ. Really, dude? As opposed to like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, so but it was very interesting to yeah. give him voice on that. Because he's just a naturally profoundly annoying guy. There's nothing anyone's going to do about that. It's not, there's no helping it, right? It's just natural. You, you're like, right when he walks in, you're like, oh, here we go with this yeah. fucking shit. What is this? But he's aware of it. Orny is very aware of it. I, I was at the... I know. Wait, but he, does, he can't change it? No, nah, he doesn't. He's at, I was at the no. Seinfeld premiere for a comedian, oh. and he goes, don't hate me. Don't hate me. Like, we were friends, and he knew that he kind of came off as nuts in that. Yeah, well, you yeah, know, yeah they the, made him the villain in it. But that's yeah. the thing that was kind of interesting about the, the podcast with him is that... Uh, you know, he he got set up. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Jerry set him the fuck up and then cut him loose. And, you know, I'm no huge fan of Jerry, you know, but uh, because that guy's not right either. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, to, and I can understand why he would cut loose Orny after a certain point. <laughs> but still, like, you know, the guy was just out in the wilderness and he'd been made a fool of. And, uh, you know, and he had no voice in it. And somehow or another, if if he if it hadn't like if he if he hadn't gotten that job, on that whatever that as the coach in that what is that show he's on Teen Wolf or something oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah. so yeah. like he made a lot of bread he did all right does okay as a comic sure. but if that hadn't happened and he was just a guy from comedian uh, you imagine that fucking nightmare yeah uh, well did they ever guy? talk again or no I don't know much about their history no I think that ultimately what happened was you know after the doc. Well, you can listen to the interview, but, you know, it was just hard for him because he was that guy. Yeah. He was the asshole. He was the idiot. You know what I mean? And uh, and Jerry, you know, he needed help. And he just wanted to, like, he thought Jerry would maybe let him open for him or something. You know, give you Joyner or Papa a break and yeah. let Orny do a couple dates. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, but it, it, he just cut him off, I think. And, and that was that. I don't, know, I don't know if they've talked since or, you know. Which yeah. does suck because Jerry would have known. Oh yeah, he's gonna look like a total asshole when this movie comes. Of out. course, well, it is what it is. They 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 cut it that way. They yeah. had to have, right? Yeah. I don't know, but like I, after a certain point, I just had Orny on because I figure like, well, let's deal with this because, you know, he's got something for someone to annoy me that deeply for that long. <laughs> he must be like me somehow, mm, right? Do you know what I mean? Sure. My favorite part of the thing though was it wasn't so much like, hey. You've always annoyed me, and I'm sorry about that. It was, you've always annoyed me, period. Like, you were kind of giggling through the whole interview. Through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was my favorite part. Because he keeps trying. Yeah. There's, there's nothing worse than an annoying guy that keeps trying. It's like, he's don't like, keep trying. He's like, we, you think we're going to be friends now? And you're like, no, no, I don't no. think, no. What am I going to do with that? <laughs> but did you guys? Did you at least get along on the podcast? Was it? I get along with him fine yeah. because yeah. he's like a, he's like a, a, a lost dog. <laughs> he just wants to, you know, like can I? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you know. So, but he, he's also one of those guys where I think it, it it was it's hard to see 
that they, he gets his feelings hurt and he's just a person and it was sure. fine. And, and you know, I think it's better between us. I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna seek him out. I like Horny. And I've had, I've always, I know his reputation too, and I've always had good success with him. Like some guys that you hear about that drive people crazy, and I've always gotten along great with him. It's, there's a few guys like that. Yeah. Like other people like they're fucking nuts, and I'm like, I don't, I just he's he, but he's like not nuts. Yeah, it's just he's just you know. I think if you spend too much time with him, it'd be annoying. Maybe yeah. and and uh, but like he was also and he always does well as a comic. He's a good comic. He's funny, he's not, yeah, he is funny. Yeah. But he was always one of these guys that was prematurely cranky. You know, like it's like, well, I turned thirty two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, did you figure out what it was that you had? Because you're right about people like who who like for, who bug me for really very little or no reason. I'm like, what is it about them that reminds me of myself that I feel is that? Did you find out what it was? Sure, it's it's just that sort of weird kind of like, you know, I don't like. There's a, uh, you know, it's not a real confidence, but there there's a way you move through the world with a, a, a kind of swagger that you know doesn't. It's not really effective. You know, it, it just it, it's not sort of people aren't going like, well, look at that guy. They're yeah. going, oh, here that look at this idiot. So the, the difference between that and and actually having confidence. So it's that annoying kind of weird. It's about me, and I've got you know, and I'm the shit, and yeah, you don't do it on purpose, but I kind of, I see it a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, hey, th- does does my put on of confidence is it that obvious <laughs> to other people as his is to me? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like, that that we're just uh, <laughs> running scared and needy and sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you what do you think what? of the last like? The, I guess it's happened in the last three or four years that yeah. it seems like every every comedian now needs to kind of have their stance and say something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a there's a responsibility that now goes with and there isn't. Yeah. But there are people that think that there is. Oh, I don't know. I uh responsibility. Look, because I you've I, always been like you've always been a guy that talks about like politics and issues and stuff I guess, like that. But it I, seems like that's what everybody yeah, I don't know. Like I, I don't like the more I look at what I do, like I, I don't it hasn't changed in ever. You know, like I've always done what I do, yeah, and I don't. I haven't made. I've made some corrections around things, you know. Like I don't. Like th- there have been corrections that I've made personally uh, around jokes that I've done in the past because people have reached out and said, "This is why." You know, like I tried, like any other, you know, idiot uh, comic who wanted to push the buttons or push the envelope. I really tried to sort of like, um, you know, work the the you know make the word retard work. You know, like, is there a way we can unpack this to where we can still have this word? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, like, I had this, you know, uh, you know, long bit of, uh, about the different, and, and it's not a bit unlike other people have had, you know, where it's like, you know, I'm not I'm not making fun of me- mentally ill person when I say someone's retarded. Yeah. You know, it was that kind of joke. It's a colloquial right? thing, yeah. But then you get, I got an email from the parent of, of a mentally, uh, uh, intellectually challenged person and said that, you know, it, it's, not, it's not so much about them. It's, it's, it's anyone who's involved in, in, in their lives. It's, you know, it's a painful thing to deal with. And I'm like, all right, I can lose it, right? So then you just kind of grow along those lines. So I've had to deal with that. But in terms of, you know, how I feel, I just have, I think not unlike any other time, you know, it really becomes about what's hack and what isn't hack. Right, so now that, so now that mainstream comedy and what we came up in is kind of changed. You know, hacks used to be you know jokes about airplane food or whatever, but now it's really starting to unfold that like hack is really the three things that anti woke guys talk about. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know whether it's trans or gay or why can I say this word? It's just like how many guys have to like what we, we're fighting for these three things. I'm like, okay. But it's like to me, if I'm saying anything out there, I don't care what you say or what anyone says, but it's like, you know, be interesting. You know, be- come at it from a different angle. <laughs> or just be, you know, be original. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's yeah. a weird kind of like, you know, you don't have to be it's always been the case where You've, we've all seen guys who weren't innately funny become good comics. I mean, you, you, you yeah. can. You, you know, yeah. if you practice. Guys were not that funny off stage. They sure. just, yeah. You, they just figure it out. Yeah. But now there just seems to be an entire point of view that you can walk into with very little talent and, and glean some attention from people that aren't fundamentally comedy fans but are representing some tribal worldview and, and have some success. So... If that's what you're asking me about, then sure. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's I don't care what they do, right. but it doesn't there's this there's some sort of weird thing about because of the nature of where media is now, where there is real no one-page thing. You know, the, it's like here's this comedy over here and then we're over here or whoever, you know, there's not many people yeah. over here, but there's a lot of people over here and they're angry about something. Yeah. So so the, if you're going to pick camps and stuff, yeah, I can have a problem with that. Yeah. 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 So, you, so are you want to try to break it down a little bit, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> you want to try to focus the attack a little bit? <laughs> yeah. I don't mean not, not into specific issues, but name names. <laughs> I just watched the special. It's 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 not. It's very thinly veiled. <laughs> yeah, it's on uh, HBO, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the Bleak to Dark. It's uh, premiering on Saturday at 10 p.m. on HBO and HBO Max. Is this something that you like? Is this the stuff that you've been working on since the pandemic ended? Sure. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. It was uh, right. It was so funny because uh, you know during the pandemic I was sort of like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't miss comedy at all. Wasn't it weird how yeah, easy yeah. it was to settle yeah. into not doing it? <laughs> but, but, but maybe you're like me. Like my first thought was like, maybe I'm all better. Like, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't about entertainment. It's like yeah. maybe I'm just you know grounded now and I feel yeah. good. But it really, all it had to do with was that you know, no one else could do it either. Yeah. So, but as soon as because I wasn't going to do outdoor shows yeah. or fucking Zoom shows, kind of wouldn't do that. But as soon as people were in clubs, I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right away. Yeah, I mean, this is like a year and a half, two years of work, really. As soon as we were able to start working, what was that? March, it'd be two years ago in March, probably, right? Uh, around there, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, in, in that area. Yeah. For me, it was like July of 21, I think, I started again. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I just started hammering it out, you know, and I was working with, I toured a lot, and it was great, and I just uh, was out there, and I, you know, come up to the, I was working about 90 minutes to two hours of stuff, and then when it came down to the wire, you know, I, I kind of tightened it up and got, a, a, you know, a little over an hour out of it. It was it, yeah, but I've been working a long time. Isn't it weird, like, there's there's a fondness, I almost remember some of the pandemic time with, because there was, no one could do anything, so it was, like, just no responsibility. Like, yeah. you, like hey, I don't have, I'm not losing by not doing it, no one is doing it, so I'm just kind of, it was like being on a weird vacation that you yeah. couldn't get out of, so you had to just kind of... Yeah, a vacation, uh, you know, kind of a slash apocalypse. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, a, in that kind of a way, very yeah. relaxing in a way, but sort of like, this could be it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might actually be here for the end, which yeah. I kind of liked. Yeah, really, then we'll miss anything. No. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, I uh, I just, I, I really got... I'm totally into the comedy. 
Like, I mean, it's a, it was such a relief to do, and I liked the travel, and, you know, I've got a big enough audience to make me feel like I'm doing something. Yes. And, um, and this material is good. It, it was just a real process, but I really fucking loved it, man. I, yeah. I, yeah, because, like... I, at some point it changed you know when i was younger you'd go on the road and you'd be at a hotel and you wouldn't have a car and you know you'd have to walk to get a sandwich you know and there was just this the feeling of the road was weird it yep. didn't feel like the real life but now like i'm so fucking relieved to be in a hotel room yeah i'm like i don't have to clean this you know and uh it's quiet fuck it i i just uh i love i love being out there i miss you know i, I worry about the cats but they're not children so no the, the cats right. can handle themselves Kind of. They really can. Yeah. It's it's weird when you realize that. Dogs can. It's like a whole bit I'm doing now. Oh, is it? <laughs> I love it. Is this your approach to it? <laughs> when does it get totally inappropriate? <laughs> well, the cats tell people they're dogs and everyone has to agree. Um, do you, uh, <laughs> do you, uh, do you uh, travel with anybody or do you kind of go out by yourself? Sometimes I travel with people. It's I've had great. people open it. Makes uh, it a lot easier, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, it depends. Like, it, it's weird. Like, I, it's it's funny how well you get to know people when you do those those parts of the tour where you land. You got to rent a car, and then you're doing like you're gonna drive to Milwaukee, and yeah. then Madison, then back to Cleveland or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And you bring an opener, and you're like, you, you kind of think like, holy shit, we're gonna be in the car for twenty hours. Yeah. I hope this goes well. I hope <laughs> yeah. there's something yeah. to talk about. Yeah, it's got to be someone you can just have a conversation yeah, with. Well, I, I, I toured a lot with uh, Lara Bites, who's who's she's very funny, and we both have similar food issues and insanity. So it's sort of an, an ongoing therapeutic journey, you know. Yeah. And it was we had some pretty uh, pretty fun moments around food are you an overeater i am i'm a compulsive eater yeah. and uh uh you know i was uh, brought up uh spiritually anorexic by my mother and uh <laughs> who has an, a lifelong eating disorder oh really yeah it was all it was i used to do a joke that never worked uh i used to say i think for the first nine years of my life my mother just saw me as her fat it's funny it is funny <laughs> <laughs> But like I'm, I'm still crazy. It's the deepest shit that I, I like my. It's just crazy. My mother said uh, when I was a, a grown up, she said, that, "You know, Mark, if 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 you were fat, I don't think I could love you." What? Yeah, the, as beautiful. A as a it's crazy, but the honesty of that, dude, that wasn't the best one. <laughs> it, 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 there's a, a second one that was even better. Was where I was down there to cook Thanksgiving dinner or something. We're just, I'm just sitting there, you know, uh, chopping vegetables. And she's being sort of like cavalier and so you know what, Mark? You know, when uh, when you were a baby, I just uh, I don't I didn't know how to love you. And I'm like, oh. well, that that answers. <laughs> oh. That's that's the missing piece. So so be, between that and food, she's a very you know vain person. You okay, know? <laughs> yeah, my mom. He's like, uh, that, well, that that was uh, that other story. Like I like years ago. Well, she's you know kind of hot. My mom was hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if she fucked my friends or not. She might have. She might have. Like yeah. I don't. I don't know. Possible. It happen, they, they probably were, wanted to. Well, they were yeah. around. Yeah. You know, and one of them was pretty flirty. I get. Maybe I should just ask him. Yeah. yeah sure. I think there's yeah. that statute of limitations on those, that kind of information. You so, wouldn't be mad at this point, would you? No, I don't think so. Yeah. You know, I'd just be like, Come, just tell me. Did you fuck my mom? <laughs> I like. I don't think so. But then you find out, and you're like, I'm. I'm furious. I'm yeah. raging. I think I'm gonna. I don't, I, no, I don't, I don't care. You know, yeah. it's like my. I don't have that uh, that relationship with my parents that most people do. Like they they don't they don't feel like parents. They're just these these people I grew up with that had problems. <laughs> they, yeah, a lot of yeah. parents came and went. You yeah, know? a lot of parents are infallible. Yeah. to their children. Your parents were not. 
Well, I think they still were when I was a kid, but I, I don't know. I never felt uh, like nurtured or anything. <laughs> sure. you know? And now my dad's like drifting. He's, you know, he's got the dementia. Right. Uh, and that's starting. So it's kind of, it's all kind of interesting, but I'm not freaked out. Right. Do you know? Oh, but anyway, so years ago, my mom calls. We just message. You know, it was I think it was when we there were still machines. She says, "Hi, it's mom. I'm going into the hospital. Uh, don't worry about it. It's nothing." <laughs> right. So I call her. I'm like, "What's going on?" She goes, "Well, I'm going. I'm having my uh, my boobs redone." And I'm like, "What do you mean redone?" <laughs> <laughs> When did you get the When did you get the first set of tits? What did, how did I How did I miss that? She goes, I don't know. You must have been like thirteen or fourteen. No. I'm like, Are you fucking? So I'm like, I'm thinking my whole life's been a lie. I've been living a lie all these years. I just thought my mother had great tits. And they <laughs> She never told you. No, they had to get him redone. She had one of the first set of fake tits, and they they calcified. Oh, oh yeah, that happens. Good for her. Good for mom. I would love you if you were fat. Look at my tits. She's awesome. Yeah. Mom is awesome. She is. It's also She's like a piece of work. Yeah. You now look at somebody with implants. Probably for years, you were like, those are natural. Those don't look like implants at all. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah. They must have been real good, those first ones. And, and again, I wasn't seeing her walking around sure. topless, and I didn't spend a lot of time there. Do you date sure. women? Who are like her, or are like nothing like her at all? I don't know. No, I don't. Uh, Do you need to be nurtured uh, in relationships? No, no. I, I, it's still, no drama. You know. I, I mean, yeah. uh, I've gone through the gamut, the full spectrum of possibilities. Well, that's the, way the thing is. Like, you know, I don't know. I, the I'm I'm dating a woman now who's nice. Yep. And not not a lot of drama. Good-hearted person. Chicago Midwestern. You know, used to, I, she works. She was working at an animal shelter when I met her. But uh, I've got, you know, I've, I, I would say that they're not like my mother. Uh, no, no. They, some of them are like my father. I dated a couple of women with... Uh, so is Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Certain things are the same. <laughs> I'm just sort of, I, I just want to, I, I kind of want to be out of the, 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 the drama game. Yeah. You know, we well, put but, your years in, right? You've, you've, yeah. You've well, you know, before game. Lynn, you know, my girlfriend, who, uh, who the the one that was really the right one, you know, passed away during COVID, and I talk about it in the show. And you know, I had to you know kind of take that hit and and process that, and it's awful. It was awful because she was like age appropriate, pretty, had her own life, her own yep. career. She was a great film director, and then she got sick and died. And I it, I I was like, what? Is, we, there's no why to that, but right. it, was, it was terrible. And before that, yeah, I'd gone through a, a lot of uh, crazy, and then after that, a little bit of crazy. But, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, the uh, there were two with borderline personality disorder, which I don't know if, you know, and I, I don't think I'm being insensitive when I say that it's, it's a very hot pathology. Yeah, <laughs> it sure is, because they do not have the inhibitions, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, no. and it's just sort of like you, you just never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm getting my ass eaten. I didn't even ask for it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, there is, a, there is a certain inhibition lowering. Well, yeah, yeah. And completely incapable of empathy or conscience. Uh-huh. And uh, in totally black and white thinking, and you yeah. never know where you stand. But uh, it's exciting. They make the best doms too when they're do dominant they? They sexually. Do. Yeah, 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 of course, because they, they're comfortable saying things. They don't care how you feel about it, and that can be very <laughs> right. hot. There's the lack of empathy. Can be very yeah. sexual. You, you clearly went a lot deeper into this. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you've done the research. I didn't realize on, I was by, though by, by, <laughs> on the borderline personalities. He's writing a paper. Yeah, on I'm like, she's really she understands me, and I realize she's a sociopath. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
But yeah, that there is something about that that makes somebody hard to get away from, even if they're. Uh... Well, that was yeah. There's like that time. Well, I remember like the one uh, that I went out with for a, f- a few years. Uh, you know, I was like, I can't do it anymore. I think we're, uh... and I have no boundaries, dude. You know, I, it's very hard for me to maintain yep. them. But I was like, I remember, I was like, I got it's over. I can't do this anymore. We gotta, we gotta break up. And she said, Well, I don't agree. And I, and I said, uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another two years. <laughs> with your uh, with with your ex who, who passed away, yeah. did you have a lot of? Uh, I've never dealt with that. Did you did you did you know this is fatal or was it? Did it kind no, of? Dude, it happened so quick. It was so fucking horrible. I mean, it was really horrible. And and like you know, she had just you know kind of almost finalized her divorce. She moved to L.A. and she was setting up shop there. She just got a house. And then COVID hit, and you know we were spending a lot of time together because so she, she was spending a lot of time in my house. And then a few months into it, you know she got sick, and so we're like, well, maybe it's COVID. And she got you know two tests. It wasn't COVID, and her glands were swollen. And you know she's on doing video uh, appointments with the doc, and, and they were like, well, maybe it's strep or something. We had a Z pack of antibiotics, right? And, and they were like, well, try that, you know. And so she did that. And she had high fever, like 100, 102. And so that was like, you know, it was like Sunday to Wednesday, you know, with the Z-Pack. And it, 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 didn't, uh, it, didn't, it didn't change anything. And by like Thursday night, you know, I was just afraid, you know, because this fever wasn't breaking. And right. I was like, we, we got to go to the doctor. You got to figure out what this is because it's not safe to, to have a fever this long. So we, you know, she made an appointment with the doctor for, I think it was like that Friday. And then... Uh, you know, that night, you know, she collapsed in the middle of the night. And, uh, you know, I woke up to it and, you know, called the ambulance. And they took her away. And, and uh, you know, and, and by the end of that day, she had passed away. Oh, my God. I didn't realize it was that fast. Yeah. Wow. There was okay. no it there was, was no lead up to it. No. And it was this very aggressive, undiagnosed form of leukemia called acute uh, myeloid leukemia. And uh, it was just it was just fucking horrendous and, and shocking and and. You know, it was just horrendous. And, uh, you know, and it was the middle of, of COVID. And the fucked up thing was I didn't really, we had not been along uh, together enough publicly for right. me to be like sort of integrated into her family or anything. Right. So for some reason, when they were taking her out, you know, on the stretcher, you know, I said to her, she was conscious. Yeah. I said, you know, let me have your phone. She's like, no. And I'm like, well, give me the code. You know, I, I, I don't, you know, and I don't even know why. Yeah. But I did that. And then when she got to the hospital, she was unconscious for the rest of it. And I had I called the intensive care nurse, you know, or I, they put me through to the ICU. And I said, well, g- do you have her phone? And, and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, here's the code. You know, give me some Shelton's because I don't know her family. Right. And, and they need to be in the loop here because she went into the hospital and gave my name as the contact because they don't she didn't think she wasn't getting out. Right. 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 So I'm like, I can't be the, you know, the, the contact for all this. Her father, her family needs to be looped in. So I got the Shelton's and I called and, you know, and I got everybody looped in and it was a horrendous day, you know, and it was just that kind of, you know, situation, just, you know, managing that and then, you know, processing it and then, you know, what to do, you know, you know, no one could come over and, you know, there was like some people organized a thing, you know, the day after she passed, like a Shiva online, you know, where people who loved her kind of did a Zoom thing, but... It, it was it was all devast it was de- it was devastating and you know the I, I think the PTSD of it is still like the grief will come and go it's it's wild shit man yeah I didn't know that story it's yeah yeah terrible it's awful just terrible man 
Well, well that brought uh, it down. Yeah. The special is called The Bleak yeah. to Dark. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Well, you know where that comes from? It's a funny story, uh, which we need right now. Is, um, I mean, I was, I, I was trying to figure out how to segue into the fact that you did a wrestling podcast that I was pretty excited about. <laughs> I'm sitting here going like, well, I guess we're not bringing that, that up. Uh, <laughs> well, no, because Brendan loves the wrestling. I was excited that you did it. Yeah, I mean, I've already I started to, listening to it. Well, the Bleak the Dark story is this: I sold the show to FX with my buddy Sam Lipsight, the the novelist, and we and we sold it to them, and and they we did a script for them, right? And it was good, and they wanted another script, so we write the story for the next script, and we and we're doing notes with the uh, FX people. It's Nick Grad and his development people, and my management people, and me and Sam, the guy who wrote it with, and this the head guy Nick, he goes, look, guys, great job, love it, great story. Great writing. I have no specific notes. But is there any way we can get it from bleak to dark? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. (laughs) So that's where that came from. That's awesome. That's beautiful. We'll watch the special. uh, Premiere Saturday at 10 p.m. on HBO and HBO Max. And yeah, you just dropped a podcast today full of uh, full of wrestling AEW guys because you. Yeah, I, I love people who have no exposure to wrestling, especially people like you that yeah. would be like, "This is so stupid." <laughs> that like come in and <laughs> actually learn and yeah, talk yeah. to talks to Jericho and MJF and took to all Eddie of them. Kingston and Eddie Kingston Tony Khan and, and Tony yeah. Khan. Yeah, because Brendan, my producer, is uh, he's like uh, it's it's his lifelong. He loves it. Yeah, yeah. and and I, I have nothing against it, but now like we're we're now we're, I think we're slowly becoming a wrestling podcast. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> You've been listening to SiriusXM's Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. New episodes every Tuesday with full shows weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM channel 103. Visit SiriusXM.com/slash Jim and Sam for a free three-month special offer.